Welcome all to the most recent installment of Crossroads by Elantra. Our guest today is Joe Gagnon. Joe is currently CEO of OneUp Health, a fast-growing data interoperability vendor for healthcare organizations of all sizes, yep. both payers and providers. Mm-hmm. So we've asked Joe to share his perspectives on the state of data interoperability in healthcare today and his assessment on where things are going or heading towards. Before we jump to the thick of things, I did have a quick look at your LinkedIn profile. I must admit you are a multifaceted individual. <laughs> uh, you've worked at both large and smaller tech vendors. Yes, I'm not... that's true. Mm-hmm. Right. The largest right. one at one point, IBM, right? A hundred billion that's dollar right. company. And ENY, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I did that as well. From 10 to a billion we went, yeah. And now one up as about what in terms of employees? A hundred and 150 employees here. Aside from having a varied work experience, you have somewhat of a creative flair. You host your own podcast. You've yep. written a book recently, mm-hmm. right, on performance and wellness. Yep. Lastly, you run every day. I do, even in the rain today. <laughs> it's fun to be out there. And I've been blogging for 10 years. So I'm coming up on my 10-year anniversary of every day of blogging. Wow. Good. Which is probably harder than running every day. It must be. I got Bob Cronin to help me out today. Bob Leeser data management and analytics practice at Elantra. Joe, good to see you again and good to talk with you. I'm Bob Cronin, Managing Director with Elantra Tech, and I focus on B2B enterprise software companies exclusively on those that are focused on data management, data analytics, and all things related to artificial intelligence and machine learning. You'll probably bring more of a technological perspective than I could, so I thought I would invite him to the discussion. First question to you, what we have seen in our practice at Alantra, our digital health practice, is that interoperability is a common theme. Ten years ago, it was also on a very much of a recurring theme as well. What, in your opinion, has changed the most? What I have seen is 10 years ago, it was totally walled off. And now we're kind of starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. People are opening up a little bit and making it more accessible. Can you share your thoughts around what you see in terms of data openness, if I can use that term? Yeah. And I think that the the context for why now is always a good question. I think we all, anyone in sort of our current era of technology companies, know that technology, whether it was the railroad having a standard track or highway interstate system or when AT&T rolled out a national phone system, that creating connectivity changed the dynamic of how we lived and operated and worked, right? I mean, interstate commerce happened because of both the rail system as well as the highway system. And, but that was all driven by standards. And we always knew that, right? In healthcare, we knew that that was ultimately going to be the moment when we could start to operate as an integrated industry. The problem was, in the beginning, there weren't standards that we could agree upon, and we made some somewhat failed attempts at doing it. But finally, you know, with the introduction and acceptance that the web was really going to drive the standards in the industry is when interoperability became truly possible. And that's when we say fire as a data standard really is based on Java script object notation as a data standard. And then the rest of the web technologies, restful APIs. And then we have on the government side, you know, the largest payer in the world, CMS, Center for Medicaid and Medicare Services, saying, by the way, we feel like we need better data 
when we spend $750 billion a year to understand if we're getting a value return for that. Because even 1% really means a lot of money. And so they started down a path saying, oh, now there's these data standards. We can use them. We can get a better return on our investment, ultimately driving to better care, lower risk, higher quality, better equity. And it starts and ends with data. What about the commercial payers? You did mention CMS, but again, they do have the resources versus provider organizations, not as familiar with CMS, the way they're structured, but definitely payers do have pretty large budgets. They aggregate probably the majority of the data. What's their role in all of this? Do you feel they can be an actor for change? A yeah, catalyst for change? I think so. So where the leverage point happened was when Medicare Advantage got introduced, which was to use commercial payers to execute on Medicare, they now got sort of intertwined in a way with the same needs that CMS is going to have, because now they're getting a lot of their money from the federal government, not just from employers and patients. And so then the data requirements that CMS is going to have, you're going to have to think about how you do that for your commercial business, because you're not going to want to sort of run this in a bifurcated way, just having insights on Medicare Advantage patients and no insights on commercial patients. So the drive to create one standard repository across all of that at the claims level and then adding the clinical data to that starts to position this third-party payer world in a very different place. Where the payer really before was an administrative entity, it's now becoming a, a bit of a care entity, helping guide care, authorize payment, decide what's on a formulary, really figure out how we can, across someone's lifetime, provide them better care. And that's where the payer is ending up. To do that best, you're going to need data and interoperate with that data. You mentioned one talent being fired, right? Mm -hmm. What about the kind of the mandate given by CMS to ACOs by 2030 cover all Medicare? beneficiaries and, and most Medicaid beneficiaries? Yeah. Is that, in your opinion, a second tailwind? Is it a bigger tailwind? I think that it is. the good thing for us who want interoperability to happen is that there are actually multiple tailwinds coming. Another one dropped yesterday when CMS said that pair-to-pair is going to be required, bill move data, that prior auth, which went through Congress, has to use fire data, not just patient access, but bulk access, like really all of the infrastructure is going to use this common infrastructure. The ACO side of the world, the payvider side of the world, where we're starting to collapse the payer and the delivery model around risk is a theme that we're not going to be able to get away from. It's just no way because really at the end of the day, you know, when you think about how our system works and insurance works generally, right, there's a very high expensive customers, and then there's the people who pay for all of them. And the risk-bearing entities who own the highest risk have to figure out a way to manage that business because you can't really pay for the risk if you just own the most sick customers. And so I believe what we're starting to see is that they're saying you need to manage the risk at a more aggregate level to be able to deliver on care appropriately at the appropriate cost. And that tailwind goes back to the same thing. Well, how would you figure that out? You need data. You need currency on that data. You need completeness on that data. You need it to interoperate between business partners. 
because really the ACO is is a bit of a shell, right? It's an organizing construct to deal with the root cause issue. And so therefore, how would it operate better? Data. Do you think that has prevented ACOs from really uh, taking ground? Because, you know, it's a pretty old concept by now. Mm. I think that they are, in a way, they have good intention, but the execution hasn't been where we would like it to be. And so I think many of the intentions, whether they be around quality, care, or risk, are the right direction, but the execution hasn't been where it needs to be. And I think that's why they haven't been able to achieve the objectives. It'd sort of be, if we went into the retail trading space and financial services, you know, if you were trading on 90-day-old data, how well would your stock portfolio perform? Pretty poorly. And so when you're trying to manage risk on a 90-day-old set of data, if at best, I think that until the data and the interoperability catch up to these good structures, we're going to struggle. And I think that's why we're seeing the need to do this happen now. And Joe, jumping in on the interoperability issue, I, I tend to look at data management from a horizontal perspective and when it comes to healthcare work with Fred and his team. But as you know, as well as anyone, there are myriad different vendors out there who are talking about helping healthcare entities unlock the potential of their data, but many of them are not standards-based, many of them not fire-based. Do, do you see these ecosystems living side by side, or do you see an accelerating move toward the fire mandate at this point? I think that we all believe that we're over sort of the debate, and it's a matter of time. Because there isn't really any advantage. I mean, there are some proprietary technology players who are going to try and protect themselves for as long as they can. But really, at the end of the day, if we're here for one reason, which is to take care of people at the right cost, at the right equity, then we have to sort of get over ourselves and start to operate better in a more integrated fashion. It's going to take time. This is a $3.8 or $4 trillion industry that has so many components to it that it won't happen in a couple of years. But if we're here in 10 years doing this podcast again, I think we'll have seen massive improvements start to happen. Because you see the signs when an organization operates off of data, they operate better. The customer has a better experience. And there are some digital health companies who are using data to improve that. Nothing against the legacy providers. They're doing the best they can with what was there. And so they had to build alternative proprietary data models to be able to satisfy the information needs of these entities. But you don't need to do that anymore. And I think that back to this CMS announcement yesterday, which was, I think, December 6th, it portends the fact that FHIR will be the data standard for the industry. If you think there's enough old people listening to this podcast, in 1994, when the web browser came out, there was a debate about this thing called a URL and www and the standards for how we would do commerce. There's no one who uses the web today who knows those things exist. Like if you said to someone, what's a URL? They wouldn't even know what you were talking about. But it was a big debate. Then we got over it and then commerce flourished. And I think we're sort of seeing the same moment now. Along the same lines of interoperability in the data world across many different verticals, you'll hear this concept of data liquidity, right? Which is this, the vendor's effort to deliver data 
ideally on a real-time basis, but that can be used to populate and power downstream systems. And you can think of data warehouses, data lakes, analytic systems, automation, RPA, workflow automation, and even data science, machine learning. If your vision comes true about one of health and fire, it seems to me you could be positioned to be the snowflake for the healthcare market, right? And I'm, I'm curious as to how you see the platform evolving over time. I know you have you introduced SQL on fire this spring, but there's so many different options, I think, for you in the future. Is that something you envision developing further as you move ahead? Yeah, so I, this is a great question. And I think that what we see a world is that there is, by our customers, not a federated data that's shared across an industry. Each customer building what's core to them. Their integrated set of claims and clinical data could be therapeutic data. It could be device data over time that they use to operate their business. That's what they need to do their business the best they possibly can. You know, no one wants to share their customer data. And so that's fair. What we believe is that you need an open infrastructure to enable that to happen so that what you start to move towards is this ecosystem concept that leverages the cloud to provide this data as the core, the heart of the solution that has other capabilities that surround it. So we build containerized application capability to run application knowledge against this data. So bring the app to the data, not the other way around. We build an analytics framework so you can use whatever analytics you want against this data. It becomes your source of data where you invest. You have an event model that helps drive member experience or patient experience because it's triggered off a set of events that's in the data that we learn from. Then you also have a set of APIs for access individually or through an entity. And you articulate an open architecture that says that the core of what you want to invest in is the best, most complete current data that you can use to connect and compute off of, but that all the other capabilities that you want, and that could be a prior auth or a quality measure, all relies on that data. So it does become the source. This is a very different, more dynamic kind of data model that evolves into the future that one day also powers some AI insights because I have a more complete data set than I would have other had. And so you would see, you know, the OneUp Health team thinking in an open ecosystem world where the benefit to you as our customer is that your data that you've invested in is used broadly in the execution of your business. That should, every day we remind ourselves, better care, lower risk, lower cost, more equity, a better experience. And, you know, we make this little joke, which is, you know, the sun keeps you alive, but data makes your life better. Hey, Joe, it was a real pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing your insights today. I learned a, a ton. I'm sure you did as well. We appreciate yeah. your uh, care and attention to this topic, and we'll be out there fighting the good fight. Good. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you. Hopefully you enjoyed as much as we did our discussion with Joe. I personally learned a lot from it. I thought it was particularly interesting to hear his perspectives on a central standard finally being agreed upon, how payers have been at the forefront of its adoption, and the direct role it should play in the provision of new care models. Platforms like OneUps may evolve to become truly open ecosystems 
that not only help their customers access data, but more tangibly help deliver better care from it. If you'd like to hear more about Elantra's thought on the space, please feel free to reach out to us.